What's up, people, my people? Welcome to the latest episode of RNFM Radio 214. I like these intros. I don't know. Can you tell I'm excited? I'm always excited to be here because the questions are rolling in, the answers are rolling out, and hopefully we're answering your questions. So keep them rolling in. Today's show, Off the Hook, we're talking some money stuff. But before we get into the show, that's right, we've got to thank today's sponsor, American Sentinel University. That's right. American Sentinel University offers several market-related, high-quality nursing degree programs. And for those of you, we've talked about this on the show, for those that are looking to get an A, that you have your ADN and you're looking to get your baccalaureate degree, your BSN, American Sentinel University is an accredited nursing degree program for RNs that already have associate degrees in nursing. And here's the thing. Students that are entering the BSN program with, here's the thing, you don't have to take tests to to verify any prior knowledge. You have your associate degree, you get in there, and you can get your BSN in about 10 months. 10 months. I mean, that's like a blink of an eye. I remember 10 months ago, it was like just yesterday or the day before yesterday. You just need to get in there. For those of you who are looking to advance, especially those associate degree nurses that are getting the pressure, feeling the pressure to get the BSN, American Sentinel University is the place. You can find out more at rnfmeducation.com. So what were we talking about? Oh yeah, right. We were talking a little bit about money. Now we've talked money on this show before, money in various ways, careers, business, and things like that. But here's the thing. What I, I think I really need to preface this because I think when some of you listen to what Elizabeth and I are saying, you're going to be like, oh, there's no way. I'm not even in a, a space in my career or my business where I'm drawing a type of salary that I can save and diversify and and really look at money as a way that I can put something away in the future. And I think that's the thing. You can't really, I mean, you have got to get on the savings early. You have got to be empowered with your money right out of the gates. I come from a place like, here's the thing, just just to clear the air. You might think like, okay, well, I am definitely in a much different space than you are. And I might be right now, but I wasn't like this the whole time. I mean, as far as having my money work for me and having a little bit more freedom to do the things that I want to do. But I did come from, you know, I I was a kid of poverty, uh, you know, welfare and food stamps. And it, like I said, and and it, it inspired me, it motivated me. It, I mean, you might think inspired you, but what I wanted to happen for myself was that I never wanted to get in a place where money was something that kept me down or kept me away from things. I wanted to look at ways to empower myself to know about money and how I could use it as a tool, how I could use it to get ahead, how I could use it for the things that made me feel good, not just the short-term stuff of like buying shoes and clothes, but doing the things that I want to do, the freedom that I have now that I can do the things that I want to do and the freedom in the future to be able to continue to do those things because I'm planning for the future. There are things that you can be doing today that will get you to where you need to be tomorrow. And that's kind of really what we're talking about. And so again, you might think, yeah, there's no way. I I don't know what's going on in your life, but I do know what's going on in your life because I have been there. 
I've been at all levels of income, salaries, places in my career. So I know where you're coming from. So don't feel like this is an episode that is not for you because you feel like you are not in this place yet to feel empowered, to diversify, to really look at your money as a tool, but you are. At any stage of the game, you've got to be able to kind of take a look at things, 10,000 foot view, and even the microeconomics, the macro and the microeconomics here. And I know I'm throwing out some terms and I'm like, what? What's going on here? Again, folks, we're just looking out for you. We get questions about this in our business and in our lives all the time about how we can get out of debt or how we can save for the future and what are some shortcuts. And really, it's hard work. It is hard work, but it is worthwhile work because this is an investment in you. And I think that's the take-home message is it's not about investing in, like I said, that pair of shoes or the clothes today. It's about investing in spending more time with, with yourself and your family and your friends and having more freedom. That's what we're talking about. And it is possible. And we want you to get to that space too. So let's get into the show. Let's break this one open. Here I guess are. to, yeah, we are here. We are saving. Exercise demons. We're, sa- I'm your savior. Oh Lord. Exactly. That's show. who I'm talking about. <laughs> that is who I've, t- actually, no, I'm not. I'm I'm talking about a different type of saving. The almighty dollar. Yeah, you know, why is it that you and I like to talk about money so much? Money's cool. It's really trendy. It's every trending right I, now. Every time I hear money, like the word money or ask about money, I think back to, I used to go to um, my coach's annual event up in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. So any listeners out there, I love that town. But um, there was a whole afternoon related to money and then the whole room would start singing money, 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 money. You did that. You, you've done that a couple of times on the show. I know. Cause it's from that. Like we, it was just like a every, and then the whole money. <laughs> well, I, I love, I love this show. I mean, we haven't even like we started it, but we haven't even gotten into the meat of it. Like we haven't even started saving yet or have we, I know I've actually started saving and I know that you have. And I think that's what we want to do is for those of you or who are about to shut the podcast off, you're like, wait, money again. We want to help empower you to save for the future. And you might be like, yeah, but that is way off. Well, guess what? It is closer than you think. And it's also good advice to be able to start these habits now so that you can carry them through and you just kind of get used to it. You know, it's kind of like eating healthier or, you know, you know, exercising or doing all these things like, you know, start those habits now so it doesn't feel like such a chore. Yeah. And if right? you start early, you don't even miss it. You know, like if you have it extracted from your paycheck before you can even see it, then you don't have... S- some of that money lying around to waste on garbage. Let's be real. Garbage. Do like people, the more the, yeah. I notice this anytime I get a promotion or we have more coming in and then I'm like, wait a minute. What, I, I have nothing new to show for this. So, you know you what? Got, I think a lot of people do of that. Yeah, I know. I think a lot of people do that where they're like, wait, wait, wait. I make all this money and yet. I look around and I don't see anything different as far as more stuff. I think we're going to be talking about the stuff stuff that with the stuff stuff, the, the stuff thing. Uh, stuff. I think, I think we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. But so do we equate success with tangible items? Hmm. Is that the issue? I think 
there is some level of that. Well, happening. you called my stuff garbage. Yeah, I, I, I would prefer for me, I like to use the C word, but I was trying to keep this PG. Yeah, the, the P, PG, exactly. Or even G. I don't know about the, the ratings and stuff. They've all changed yeah, these days. C-R-A-P is what I would call it. Clear out. Hey, watch <laughs> the tongue here. There are listeners out there. Oh, that's all right. I'm going to be your savior today. We're going to bring it back. Okay. Yeah, you're right. When we talk, when we, when we mention money, people are thinking, oh, they've taught me, you know, how to make it. They've taught me about why it's valuable and how to look at it in a different way. Not just like feeling that emotional attachment, but feeling that it's a tool. It's a, it's a means for exchange. But today we're specifically talking about saving and how to have millions saved before retirement. All right. Well, let's say, all right. So let's just say a million and people were like, I'm cutting you off right there. There's no way in the world. There is just no way in the world. There is, there is a way. There's a will, there's a way. And if your name is Will, then there is a way. So I think what we have to do is, to your point, you said start saving as soon as you can. I was saying that too, because we need to make it a habit. And what makes a habit? We keep repeating it continuously over and over again. We rinse and repeat. And so... You know, there are these calculators out there, and I think, let me find one. I know Bloomberg has one. So if you go to Bloomberg.com, maybe we'll put that in the show notes. I'm writing that for you now. Yeah, Bloomberg.com. And there are financial calculators. And actually, I think I have a, um, I'll put that, I'll put that link somewhere in the show notes because I actually found it. It's a 401k savings calculator. And it will tell you how much you need to save every month to get to your goal of a mill. So let's, let's dial it back for just a second. So when we talk about saving, I think one of the things that could be painful, to your point, Elizabeth, you said, okay, well, I'm making all of this extra money, so what am I going to do about it? I think what would be a better thing is that before you start making all of that extra money is to go ahead and set yourself up, put that... Uh, what do I want to say? That with a plan? Yeah, a plan, a plan. Oh, and so like, you know, doing things over and over again, that routine of when no matter how much money you make, you automatically set it up so that you don't even touch the money. Yeah. Your employer does. Well, and you're like, wait, my employer is getting enough of me. I don't want them touching my money. But it's not them. Yeah, it's yours. Yeah, it's you saving through a plan, but they're not going to touch it. Right, right. Yeah. But but people say to them, they ask, they, they ask or say to themselves, but I don't have enough money to put away in a 401k. I just don't. Because they are, they're looking at all the tangibles and, and really the overhead, the mortgage, the kids, the, the yada, yada, yada. But I think what you need to do is look at all your expenditures, see what you can minimize, and then... You take what you've minimized so that you're not necessarily living paycheck to paycheck, but you're covering your costs and you're taking that extra. So when you go to Starbucks every day or you're paying extra for this, or maybe there's a, those pair of shoes that you really don't need because you're like me and you have too many. So take that extra funding and put it in yourself. Don't put it into that emotional cup that only fills you up temporarily, Right. Like that cup that's just sitting there, that half glass of water, and you're like, ah, that'll quench my thirst. And then like half an hour later, you're still thirsty. Yeah. 
Well, I Don't see that, that a lot. People are carrying around these half full coffee cups and then throwing them in the trash. Well, that was a waste. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You now, know what I do to talk about that real quick to just yeah. sidebar it? Yeah. Last night, Drew said, hey, I'm, I'm driving by. Um, you want me to pick you up a cup of coffee? I was like, I don't really need it, but sure. You want to know why? I had a little bit left last night, put it in the fridge, and then I enjoyed the rest this morning. Now, someone might think that's insane, but I don't buy one every day because I don't need the full, you know, 12, whatever, what is it, 12 ounces or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit and then have a little bit the next day. Same thing when I go out to dinner. It's lunch for me the next day. There you go. That's saving. So if you go to Elizabeth's house and you hang out with her and there's like money and change falling out of your pockets and it goes into her sofa, <laughs> that's her domain. She's going to be picking that up and putting it into the savings account. Uh, Drew leaves quarters and, you know, nickels and dimes all over. He, he doesn't like change. He says he'd rather not have I'm like, I'll use it because then I'll use it in the future. You know, you just you're making a point here in, in that when you deal with cash for some people, that is dangerous. Yes. Dangerous. I mean, yeah, bells and alarms are going off when I see him holding bills. Yes. That I say him because, and he knows he has a problem. So if he listens, he'll totally just be nodding along. Yeah. So, okay. I'm glad because we didn't even talk about this before the show is that I personally, and it, I know it's awful. And my wife is, is always like, we don't have any cash around here. I owe somebody $5. I'm like, don't they have like PayPal or Venmo or something? I was like, fine, I'll dig up some money somewhere. Or I have to actually go to the bank to pull money out or or whatever. Because everything that we deal in is credit card. And we'll, t- we'll talk about the credit card stuff, but just the, the credit or the debit. Because I like to see, you know, where things are going. The pie charts, the graphs, no spreadsheets. And so I like to see where things are happening. And so I can categorize by using a free tool at mint.com that's m-i-n-t.com intuit bought that the big company intuit who makes quickbooks but it is still a free tool where you can categorize your income and your expenditures to see where you're really spending that money and if that dang starbucks is taking up a good chunk of that pie chart you better recognize that it is time to change yeah and i think i've read a really great book um Oh, goodness. I told my sister-in-law has it now. And I, so I don't have the author's name in front of me. I can find it before the show notes. But anywho, he was saying, you know, because the book is definitely towards millennials and like they're going to whine and moan about losing their cup of coffee every morning. And his point is you don't have to cut out all the fun things, those extras, those cups of coffee. But can you be mindful of how often you have them? Can you can you pick the smaller 12 ounces instead of the 16 Um, you know, can you bring your own coffee once in a while? Like stuff like that. So I I do want, cause people listening to be like, no, I don't want to cut out my cup of coffee. That is my self care. I totally agree with you. I have self care. I have things we waste money on in this house, but it's like not all the time. Like to Kevin's point, look at your pie chart and say, okay, I did 60% on fun this month. Maybe I can cut it back to like 40% out to dinner or something like that. Right. And speaking, I have somebody sitting in the corner hovered in a caffeine withdrawal. So we know that there are people that say, you know what? I am not going without my caffeine. I need it. And that's that. So 
figure out where you can trim on some other things if you really want that daily shot of caffeine that apparently you have to go purchase elsewhere and not save it for three or four days like Elizabeth. So like if you need to down some Starbucks or some coffee of your choice, then figure out again where you need to trim if that is just lifeblood for you. We're not saying cut it out altogether. And again, if you have to go every day, what can you then say, okay, well, I've got to do this. So and some of you say, no, I have to do it. It is not, it is not a want. It is a need. I so think where for else? For those people though that have to, and and I think we need to get back to the original topic then which i was is, feeling that too yeah save ahead of time because like if you feel you have to fine you're not gonna his that's another point in his book you're not gonna change your behaviors they're they're ingrained i go every morning to starbucks i stop at the window i say hello to sally we have our little chit chat it makes me smile you know that kind of thing if that's that fine but then when you get paid you should not see X amount of your dollars. They should be going to your 403B or 401K before you even get the money because you are dangerous to have that money. So you need it taken away from you ahead of time. Ooh, dangerous. I'm telling you, that's what I do to Drew. He only sees a certain amount because he is dangerous. Dang, Drew. He is on a short Uh, leash there. He knows. (laughs) Trust me. That's why I'm like, listeners... Don't worry, we will not get a divorce over this episode. We have had this discussion. It was the way he got me to marry him. I'm in control of the money because he's dangerous with it. Dang. <laughs> Evil. All right, so we we talked about this 401k thing, but you know, I know I'm sure most people know what it is. They've heard of it, but again, they don't really consider it because they're like, "No, no, no. I've got student loan debt. I just graduated a few years ago and I'm still paying it off for the next 40 years." maybe not 40 years. And I've got all these things that I I want or I need, you know, I want to take on that mortgage. I my car is a beater and I need to get something we get it. But the thing with the 401k is, especially if you have an employer who is participating in a 401k or 403b if it is a nonprofit organization, same thing, same concept, is that you are you are basically saying no to free money you read my mind free money i mean wait like so at elizabeth's house if you go and the change falls out that's free money for her but but it's actually even it's even better for you your employer is going to match your contributions and some employers elizabeth i don't know if yours does this some employers will actually if you just sign up for the 401k they'll give you money even if you don't put your own money in there boy i want to work for them now yeah i'll have that yeah, no, there there are a lot of companies, and I think actually my wife's um, her four hundred three B or K or whatever it is gives money even if she doesn't participate. So, are you seriously going to walk away from money that your employer is going to say, even if you don't participate, we will put in one percent? And you're like, well, yeah, but that's nothing. One percent of your salary just for being an employee. And then if you go in, like, no, no, then we'll match up to three percent, or we might match up to six percent. So. It's like you putting up 20 bucks on the counter and then them saying, oh, yeah, yeah, you put 20 bucks there, then we will put a portion right next to that $20. Right. Yeah. It's beautiful. That yeah. is free money. Like they immediately money you doesn't get, grow on trees. Come on. I know. It just grew on the counter. Just, I know. Like literally it grew. So if you put the 20 bucks on the counter, your employer immediately is going to do a partial match to that. Like you've already, that 20 bucks has already made some money for you in like a matter of a second. 
Like, and what's because beautiful it all is when time. you get that report in the mail and you're looking at it and you're reading it line by line and you're thinking, I didn't have to do anything for that. That's beautiful. I know. And, <laughs> it, and again, you talk about the danger zone. And so, oh, I'm just like channeling like uh, Kenny, Kenny Loggins with uh, Top Gun, the danger zone. Oh, yeah. Thinking, yeah. <laughs> All right. So stay with me here, Goose. So what I want to say here is that obviously you're not, see, you're not saying, okay, well, I'm going to take part of my check and split it up and put it in my 401k. Your employer is going to automatically do that. And then also any raises or bonuses or anything, you can automatically set up a portion. So no matter how much you get raises every year, hopefully you get raises every year, just set it up so that you take a percentage of your salary so that you never have to like go back to that 401k worksheet and say, well, how much now that you got a raise, how much more do you want to put into it? Just, just set it up as a percentage of your salary. That way, as you get raises, so does your 401k automatically. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. And I would add, if you're going, if you get, if you are, uh, what's the word? If you're, goodness, what, my tongue is tripping over itself. If you're so lucky to receive a promotion where you also receive a, a huge raise, let's say, let's say mm-hmm. you move from clinical nurse to you're moving up to nurse manager, then you're a director, like whatever, wherever you are, let's say you, you're getting raises, um, which happened recently to me. So I had it at a certain percentage, but because I was making an astronomical amount more, I went in myself and changed the percentage because let's be honest, my paycheck was coming in. I was like, holy cow, 400 extra dollars a month. But as we were talking about a moment ago, mm-hmm. I didn't see much around this house related to that. And I was like, oh God, the money's going to this you know, wasteful food and all this stuff making my butt fat. So I said, uh-uh, I went in, I changed the percentages. My paycheck is back to, to you know, basic. I gave myself a little raise. And now my percent, my, my saving percentages are increased. So my 401k and that kind of thing will grow faster. So are you telling me that you're not really missing it? Like no, the, not like at the all. now Like the now stuff, you're not no. really missing it? Won't miss it. And then yet you're going to benefit later because you're not missing it now. So if you're not missing it now, then, and then you're going to reap the rewards later. Because it's going to be like Christmas day every day of my life when I retire because that, I'm not working, but I'll have money and live a life that's full and joyful. Right. Yeah. Right. The worst thing would be if I can't retire and I'm working till I'm 95 years old and, and only cause I have to, not cause I want to, if you work till 95 cause you want to awesome, like you are too cool, mm-hmm. but I don't want to, have to work at a job that I hate and feeling decrepit and tired and run down because I need the money. No, like I want to retire and be like, oh, money coming in, money coming in. Man, oh, my knee is starting to ache. I got a bum knee or something. Like, oh, now my shoulder. What? I can't keep doing this stuff anymore. Exactly. This whole podcasting thing is detrimental. <laughs> I, it's a detriment to my health. So no, but that is that is so right. And I think that's the thing. Feed yourself and feed yourself for a long time. That's that whole thing of like fish for a day, teach a man or woman to fish. Like that's what you're doing. You're feeding yourself for a lifetime. You're, you're, you you know, you're sustaining that. So like I said, we're just, and especially in society now where everything is an instant on like, oh, I don't know the answer to that. Let's Google it. So like that's, that's kind of that 
I need it now. I want it now. I can get two-day free shipping from Amazon. Oh, no, wait a minute. Amazon's actually going to deliver it to my house in two hours, like if you live in Manhattan. So it's always that instant on. So I think it's just kind of that mind shift of you were saying, Elizabeth, that as we age or as things change for us, our life changes, that we need to be thinking about putting money investments into that life. Because like we get so inundated by the day-to-day right now, like I just, I just got to make it right now. I just got to make it right now. But then right now becomes tomorrow and next year and 20 years from now. Okay. So I think we've scratched the surface for the beginner. We're talking about the 401k, the 403b. Can we go a little bit more advanced before we, you know? Oh, no. We well, yes, let's say yes. someone out there listening is like, okay, Kevin, okay, Elizabeth, I'm already doing that. Like, give me some other tips of the trade. You know, they're sounding like that too. Okay. You, maybe they don't sound like a Valley girl, but no, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually talked to a lot of our listeners and that's how they sound. Dude. Okay. I know we have a lot of male listeners. So, Hey guys, no, but let's move on uh, because we digress. So advanced tips. Um, did you want to begin with one or? Well, do you have any, or, or am I just kind of what, taking what, us down a lost road? <laughs> <laughs> There's that alley again. No, but, but let me, cause I know we've talked about the 401k at nauseam, but just remember too, from a tax standpoint, you, all that money is pre-tax. Ah, so if point. you, if you don't like paying a lot of taxes, that's actually a great way to put money into a, a tax safe haven for later. Because your tax situation is likely going to change very, you know, significantly down the road. So your tax profile might be pretty high right now. That's where mine is. But I know if if I continue to work until I'm 95, but then when I'm 96, I might go ahead and retire. My tax, you know, all, all of that taxable profile, my tax profile is going to change significantly. So I'll end up paying less taxes on that 401k that I'm going to be withdrawing. So just kind of keep that in mind that you might get a little bit extra in your paycheck just because you're putting money into a pre-tax account because that's less of your salary getting taxed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that could be confusing. No, it's a good point. And my accountant last year, Drew and I, I love how I share so much personal information. No, Last year, Drew and I had it. to pay lots of money and it's because we made lots of money. And so the accountant was like, you need to consider putting more into the pre-tax because the next year when we sit down in this room, you won't be throwing me death stairs because you're not going to be paying as many taxes. Right. So we, we kind of shifted things around, you know, to finagle that. So I agree with you. I mean, if you are finding that you're paying too many taxes, maybe you can save a bit more. Again, I bet you some of that extra money is fluff. You save a bit more your, your, your income bracket is going down, your tax less. And then, you know, when, when tax time comes around, you're, you're a little bit happier. Well, exactly. And let's, let's just talk briefly about the tax thing. So you were saying that you owed taxes. And I think we had talked about how you might be able to better sort of set yourself up so that you're not in that position. But for many people out there, they are getting tax returns. Ah. So what are we thinking? And, and a lot of people have those tax returns spent mm, before, before they, they even, even get them. them. Jinx, agreed. I know people, I'm raising my hand in the past. Girl, I got this, I got my eye on this like swimsuit and these shoes and like, or like if you know you're a dude, like, man, this like drill or this saw or the, <laughs> or maybe you don't like any of this stuff. I don't know. I'm but, going on a trip. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to Vegas. Yeah. Help. Stay <laughs> away. Money elsewhere. Oh God, help me. Stay Don't away. Don't get me started. Yeah, unless you're going to the National Nursing Business Association conference, October 14th through 16th, 2016. Anyway, Booyah. that's that's actually a good investment because we'll try to keep you away from the crap tables and invest <laughs> not, in yourself. Not the crappy table, but if you like craps, I love craps. But anyway, I digress. What you want to make sure is that you look at your tax return as money that apparently somebody was holding, the government was holding for you, and you think, you know, that's my money. I'm going to do something. I'm going to buy myself something nice. I was without it all year long, and now here I get this lump sum payment. I'm going to take myself out. Well, why don't you look at that as a lump sum payment to tomorrow and not to today? And there are tax advantages of... Do you know about a Roth IRA? That's the one. If you're doing TurboTax, that little but that thing, that window will pop up. And maybe if you don't do TurboTax, that little window will pop up. It's like, hey, do, can I show you how to save you know more in your taxes and actually invest in yourself? Yeah, you get a tax break for for establishing a Roth IRA. And so there are so many places that you can go to set up an IRA. Quick, or I'm sorry, Intuit or or the TurboTax can help guide you in where to set that up. I personally have a lot of investments in E-Trade at eTrade.com where I have 401k set up and mutual funds and yada, yada, yada. But anybody, any Tom, Dick, or Harry, Susan, Jill, or Sandy can open up their IRA and yeah, you put that was, money, scoot it right in. Right? right. That's what I was thinking of an advanced tip is, okay, you've got your your stuff with your employer set up and that's happening, habitual, you don't see it, you don't miss it, you're doing a good job. Now, Kevin's talking about adding another layer, which is what I've done recently. And I, I love how I showed you my thing. What do you think of this? Oh, girl, you picked all the wrong trades. You're losing money. So you certainly want to get some help with that. Uh, but I would recommend doing that personally for yourself, too. So anytime you get a bunch of money up, oh, should go into that. Anytime you win the lottery up, oh, should go into that. So you're saving additionally in addition to what you're saving with work. If that makes sense. Well, and you, you know what, Elizabeth, it sounds like you make this fun. And I think other people can make it fun because you can make this a challenge to yourself. So let's say, you know, saving for your future is paying down debt instead of acquiring more debt. And if you're like me, I have access to a lot of credit and many people do. And so that can be very dangerous. And so what happens is, is that you find yourself paying so much more in interest rates if you're carrying like large, large balances that you really need to kind of take a look at how you can minimize that and almost make it a game, something fun, you know, American Ninja Warrior kind of stuff or or whatever show you watch that's like competitive. I don't know, but I tackling agree. debt, right? Well, when you were talking about the car payment, the mortgage, all these kinds of things, what we do here is we look at like, let's say a credit card versus a car payment versus your student loan. Where are you getting heavily penalized? Like where's the most interest? And for me and Drew, we play that game of we're going to finish that one off first. So the other one, yeah, we're paying the student loan over a course of eons of years, it feels like. But the interest there was the least. I mean, we're both done with our loans now. Wahoo. But um, when That's they awesome. were, yeah, when they were alive and, and we were paying monthly, whatever X amount it was, those interest, those those extra penalties were less than saying the car. So we were like, we'll finish that thing off first and get get to that next. So 
it, you're right. I We approached it as a game. Okay, let's see if we can get that one paid off and then move on to something else. Right. And for me personally, it would be to prioritize from worst to best or like get rid of first would be credit card debt, car payment, then student loan for me. And these are the reasons why. So for credit card, to your point, look at the APR, look at your interest rates and how much you're, you're really caring. And then think about, well, yeah, that, that really expensive dinner or dinners we had last month. Well, I've already digested those and those things are gone. And so you're, you're paying interest on that, that, that food that you had last month. So definitely look at that. And, and if your APR is really high, I mean, try to minimize those balances. Your car payment? Now, your car likely gets you to school or work. So that is really a tool. A lot of people kind of had this whole like mystical myth or like cars are a bad investment. Well, how else are you going to get to where you need to go? Now, if you have public transportation and you live in a great city that, that has that, fantastic, then maybe you don't need a car. But ultimately, I don't look at vehicles necessarily as a bad investment, although be practical. Don't buy more than you really need. You know, I mean, all due respect, I mean, I've seen some parents who may have bought like the, the extended Ford Expedition and have one kid because you got so much stuff to cart around. You know, we literally, we have three boys and I tell you, I did not buy the minivan until I could just no longer put them three in a row and we couldn't get the doors closed because they were all three in car seats at the same time. And so, like, I we literally, like, we would shut one door and the other one would pop open. And like, <laughs> the kid would fall out. I, I was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe it is time to upgrade, you know, the wagon. So, you know, kind of look at that. And so that's kind of a sidestep. Student loans. Now, there are no other loans that I am aware of that you could call or email or reach out to and say, you know what, I've got a real financial hardship right now. And I, if I could pause payment on those loans for a few months until I get back on my feet... That is something that you can do with your student loans. And the interest rates tech typically are pretty low. Oh, Same, yeah. Compared yeah. to um, a credit card, mine were re- like, were like they're not even existent. Yeah, it's like 2% if that. Like Credit I think, card's like 40. Yeah, 40 <laughs> times 10. Oh, so I hate. Well, I use, you're right, we should discuss that, but. That's yeah. not really savings related. Well, I guess it could what, be. What, the credit yep. card piece? Yep, yep, well, yep. it is because I got some savings tips. Me too. So let me wrap up the the, the student loan is that <laughs> for me. Tip. <laughs> Wait, hurry up, Kevin. All right, so I am. So on the student loan too, for me, I run my student loans through my business as a benefit, as a fringe benefit so that I can actually pay those pre-tax as a benefit to me and then get you know the, the taxable income kind of stuff because I also get credit or having student loans and paying interest on it and whatever. And so it actually helps me. So again, my vehicle, I might be able to get a tax benefit from if I use it in my business, but you know, my credit cards for the personal expenses, I'm not getting any kind of tax benefit on that. So again, that would be my priority. So since you're jumping out of your pants or whatever to get to the next thing, uh, that's a visual. Um, so the credit, did you want to talk about credit cards for a second? Yeah, did you yeah, have yeah, something? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how can we save with them or, you know, what, where, where did you want to go? With well, this? I was just saying I dislike them. However, okay. I've learned from reading, listening and talking with folks like you mm-hmm. there and my father, actually, he was, he's dead set on this, use it all the time and then pay it off because many credit cards these days have all those rewards programs. So now <gasps> we're saving again because we're getting free money. So I just got myself, I opened my mail last week, a nice, beautiful envelope. There's a $100 gift card to Target. 
So I'm going to go out and get the home, you know, toiletries and cleaning supplies for free just for using my credit card. Yes. And I think what you need to do to do it safely, because I do the exact same thing in that what is your monthly budget for these types of expenditures to make sure that you're not going over it because you can quickly go over it because let's say that your monthly budget is, let's say, $5,000. However, let's say that you've got a credit card that has a $10,000 limit. If you start creeping up over that $5,000, $6,000, $7,000, then you write a check for the $5,000 to pay that credit card off. Even though you're getting the benefits, you're not benefiting much. Right. That $100 Target gift card isn't going to do you much if you're paying $2,000 worth of interest or interest on that $2,000. Oh, I think I think maybe I spoke too fast or we, we missed the boat. But I am talking about using your credit card during the month and then yeah. paying off the bill. I'm just reminding them to okay. do that. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Good, yeah. good. Yeah. No, I never deal with interest anymore. It's balances zero. Okay, I'm going to use it, get myself the points, pay it off. You know, that you deal in the positive interest when you put money in a bank or an institution that it grows, that kind of interest, but not the negative interest where it's pulling from your personal stuff. I take offense to that yeah. APR 18.9%. Oh, taking- it's sickening. To do what? To sit there in some office where we don't even know you and you're not really doing anything because when we call, you can't help us anyway? No, yeah. Thank you. So, so yeah, right. And so you could look at it very strategically and that's how I do it with our credit cards. And and my wife is always like, which one should I use this month? Because sometimes we get like triple rewards. Uh, Yep. 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 Yep, Triple. So keep in mind, like what rewards are you getting? So I've got one credit card that I put a lot of money on. And, And even from a business perspective, like employees don't have, like we don't have to pay for plane tickets anymore because we load those credit cards every month from the business and then we pay them off, you know, with all the revenue that's coming in. And then literally if somebody needs to take a flight for business, we've got so many miles, like we don't even have to purchase plane tickets anymore. Mm-hmm. So like we look at it like that. So from a personal standpoint, like there are cards that I might get double or triple points on and I do a lot of shopping on Amazon. So use that card for the month, pay it off, but I still get the points and then when I go to Amazon, I got like two, $300 worth of points on Amazon that's like cash on Amazon. Because like I'll go into the shopping cart and I'll have to purchase things for the house or, or whatever, or maybe a couple of wants. And then the thing pops up and says, would you like to use your reward points? So literally I can use the reward points on that and not even have to charge what I'm getting from Amazon. So I'm saving kind of like with your Target. Exactly. Yeah, but for me, you know, I like to shop online and that's the thing. So look at your rewards on the cards because you may be benefiting from saying, okay, well, I'm going to put the groceries on the cards. I'm going to put the co-pays on the cards. I'm going to put my, you know, things that I need on the card as long as you're paying it off. Take advantage of that. And there are those cash back where you might even get a check in the mail or a credit on your credit card where it says, how do you want to use your credit this month? So let's say that you had to pay, I don't know, $1,000 on that credit card, which you have because you didn't overspend on your budget. But then the card says, well, hey, we got an extra 100 bucks. Do you want to put it towards a credit? So instead of having to pay 1000 you pay 900 and let the credit card pay the other 100 because mm-hmm. you've been using it. Just use it wisely. Okay, so before we close, do you think there's any other things we overlooked, misstepped, or is there any other advanced tips and tricks we can share with the listeners? Well, we did talk about maximizing our 401k or actually even starting the 401k. 
we talked about prioritizing the interest rates, really looking at everything. So Elizabeth, you love spreadsheets, at least 600 thread count. And so you like, you would look at that. So if you have to put it in a spreadsheet, look at what, you know, list all of that out, like what's the bank or what's the entity that you're borrowing from or using or owe money to put all the interest rates in one column, or you could use a program like mint at mint.com. Uh, but, but use that and look at all your APRs. And I would say all the high APRs go to the front of the bus yes. because that's, those are the ones you really want to tackle. And so if you're starting to save money, here's advice that I would give Elizabeth. If you're the type of person who likes to actually take a little bit of your paycheck that you physically take and put it in a savings account, I would actually, I would say, take that money and put it toward those high interest credit cards mm. or debt. Good point. You, you still point. are saving because you're not paying that interest or you're paying less interest month over month. Yeah. You need to get those things done. Like, Get that fixed first. And so you're right. I think save the money, but use it to pay off that stuff. And then when you're done paying off that stuff, don't just keep putting more on. Then you have the savings that needs to start going into, you know, I can't touch this Roth IRA account, some account where it's like, okay, now I'm paying, I'm, I'm investing in myself for the future. Yeah. And you, and, and you know what I tell people, if you're used to paying those credit card payments and you're still able to make rent and or mortgage or whatever, Pretend like you're paying yourself that $300 a month that you were, whatever your minimum payment was on that Capital One card. Keep paying that $300. Once you've paid off that Capital One card, not a sponsor, put that $300 somewhere else. So, because you're like, not to say that you missed it or you didn't, you know, like you needed the money, like you needed to pay that credit card, take that $300, put it somewhere else. And especially to your point, put it somewhere where it's harder to get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, here's a, here's an example. Cause I think we're saying the same thing, but just to kind of make it for the people. Yeah. So Drew's motorcycle will be done in April of next year. Whenever mm-hmm. people listen to this, that could be in the past. Sorry about that. Sure. But April, 2017. And I've already told him, uh, it's like 240 bucks, I think, or so for yeah, 242 for that. That's not like, oh, 242 going out on the town. Yeah. I'm saying it's 242 going towards my car payment to pay my car off faster. And then my car payment will be done. You know, once we start paying off everything, then, oh, what can we do for fun with these extra monies? Put them into savings. There you go. Right. Oh, that sounds so lame. I'm so excited. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm so stoked. <laughs> I'm playing the game right now that we were just describing. Right. And I mean, you can really kind of make the pie charts are so much fun to see. And, you know, I mean, and it really is a visual. It it shows you like where that money is going. And And then to complete the game, you know, once you've paid off all those things, then, oh, goodness, I'm going to be calling up all these different places we just mentioned on here, opening myself even more fun accounts to play around with and just have the money just growing. And so when you put the money on the counter and it's tripling and quadrupling in front of your eyes, you're just... Your, your eyes are like ching. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and one last thing that I think is relevant to the audience before we, we head out is that also ask your employer if there is a health savings account. And that means pre-tax dollars that you can use for co-pays and medical things and sometimes medications. It just depends on that HSA. So I don't know if you participate in it. We are perfect examples of HSA. Oh, and you can also use the the family savings where people can off write uh, or uh, write off rather or have pre-tax dollars going for daycare expenses. 
So if you're already if you already have money going out for daycare expenses for your kiddos or you know health related things anyway, why not just take a portion of that money from your paycheck, put it in a health savings account, and then a lot of times whoever the originator is or hosts that money or has or that platform, they'll give you a credit card or a way to write checks off of it. And so that's pre-tax dollars that go in. If you're already spending money on daycare, if you're already spending money on those braces for the kids, might as well just do it pre-tax. Perfect. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, cause literally my, two of my oldest kids, my, my two oldest are literally wearing braces right now. And that was $6,000. 6,000. And that's phase one. Chiching. <laughs> that's phase one. And everybody's like, oh, I'm suffocating. Yeah. But what we realized is my wife's employer has a health savings account set up so that instead of me paying $6,000 post-tax, I can figure out a way to actually save some money to put in a lump sum payment pre-tax and then pay the dentists or the orthodontist $6,000. But it, but really, when you look at it on paper, my kind of paper, it's not truly $6,000 because it's not post-tax, it's pre-tax. Anyway, take advantage, every advantage that you can of all the fringe benefits that your employer can you know, offer you, and then also be the CEO, the executive of your life and your own savings and make it fun. Make it be like, honey, guess what? I just threw down a hundred dollars on that credit card today. And then you're slapping high five. You're getting excited. Oh, you're getting me so hot. (laughs) All right. We're (laughs) signing off now and you can find me all day at Elizabeth Scala. And you can find me all hot and bothered at Innovative Nurse. Until the next episode, we can't wait to blow up your ears, your hearts, and your minds. So, you know, folks, we really hope that this all makes sense. And quite frankly, we could go way deeper, way wider on all of these financial topics. But it's just, this is fuel to get you really thinking. This is fuel to say, okay, I really need to take a look at those bills. I really need to take a look at where the money is going and where I would like it to go. So again, it's about empowering yourself to say it's about me. So don't be afraid to open those credit card statements or don't be afraid to open up things that, like I said, when you're in debt, because you really need to either make a game of it or really just look strategic or get strategic about it, but to pay debt down, to start saving for yourself and not having this feeling of suffocation and feeling like, oh my gosh, there's no way I'm going to be able to retire. There's no way I'm going to be able to help my kids pay for college or get those braces on the kids. And so, I mean, it's it's just, there are ways. You just got to really look at it. Look at your money as a business, as a tool to get you the things that you need to have and the things that you also want. But again, look, prioritize your needs and your wants and then really what you want for the future. All right, so hopefully this wasn't so highbrow and blown out and just unreachable because really it is. Create small savings goals. Small. Start small and then work your way up. And it's going to really become fun. Like when you start looking at your money working for you instead of you always working for your money, yeah, that's a pretty cool place to be. Before I do my typical rollout of the show, We just need to take another moment to thank today's sponsor, American Sentinel University, a fully accredited online university. They're offering a variety of courses related to healthcare and nursing. We talked about the RN to BSN. Again, 10 months you can get your BSN online. But they also have five MSN programs, informatics, that's exciting for me, 
case management might be exciting for you, nursing education, and I think exciting for everyone, nursing management, and infection prevention and control. American Sentinel offers an RN to BSN, MSN program, as well as two tracks for those wishing to pursue a doctor of nursing practice. That's right, a DNP with specializations in education and executive leadership. And I think leadership is really where we all need to be thinking, whether it's in your career as far as like the hierarchy of the company or you at the bedside, you are all leaders and American Sentinel University is helping you do that preparing master's educated nurses for leadership roles in the healthcare system on that doctor of nursing practice uh, specialization, that track. You got to hit up American Sentinel and you can do that by going to rnfmeducation.com. Let them know we sent you over there. Really excited about that. And it, it it's definitely quoted and has been rated best online programs 2016 US News and World Report MSN program. Holy smokes. American Sentinel University, thank you so much for sponsoring. I don't think I've reminded you in a while, but iTunes ratings and reviews, you know how to do it, rnfmradio.com, you know, the how to listen section and iTunes. You can just look at it in the show notes at rnfmradio.com forward slash episode 214 and the mobile app where you're listening, most likely, and you can just click over there. Ratings and reviews are so, so awesome. I mean, really awesome. Did I say awesome? Yes. You know what? We haven't really thanked one of our amazing social media managers out there, Mark Capispison. And we, we just want to say, Mark, you know, thank you so much for all of that social media juice that you're just flowing out there, getting the images out and the, the content out and everything that you're doing on our social media platforms that Keith, myself, and Elizabeth really, we just can't do. We, we're capable of it, but it's just the time because recording, producing podcasts, and coming up with new shows and new content and a new launch that's coming like very soon and everything that's happening. Oh yeah, the NNBA conference that's coming up in October 14th through the 16th, 2016. There's just a lot of prep and Mark, he's just amazing. Mark, thank you so much for all of that social media flow that's happening out there. So if you see him out there, which really, I don't know if you'll see him, but you'll be on the platforms. You can definitely know that that's Mark that's just rocking it out over there. So anyway, thanks to him. And then, of course, co-host Keith Carlson wasn't with us on this one today, but I know he was with us in spirit. We always like to say like in spirit, but we feel his presence and hopefully you do too. You can follow him at Nurse Keith and Elizabeth so much fun hanging out with you today, talking money. You and I, you know, you and I, we love talking business and money. And I think this show was a lot of fun. So you can follow Elizabeth at Elizabeth Scala. And of course, following me, Kevin Ross at Innovative Nurse. It's been a pleasure. It always is to have you tuning in and for your time and attention. Go find that passion. Be intentional. Execute on those ideas. Save a little money for the future. Rinse and repeat. And we'll see you back here with us again on our next episode of RNFM Radio.